Welcome to the Confidence and Communication Podcast. I'm your life coach, Jessica Dumas. I'm a professional speaker and coach who empowers women everywhere to use their voice to take up space and change the world. My goal is to help you speak with clarity and confidence while giving you practical guidance and tools by sharing real life experiences of overcoming. So turn up the volume and grab a pen. You're going to want to write this down. Jessica Dumas Coaching and Training and the Confidence and Communication Podcast is overflowing with appreciation to our first podcast sponsor, The Johnston Group, Inc. The Johnston Group provides employee benefits to more than 30,000 businesses across Canada. Thank you so much for supporting my vision and investing in the podcast. Please accept my extreme gratitude, which will help get the message of self-love, healing, and growth out to a greater audience. Good morning, Jessica. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. I'm so happy to see your face. I'm very excited to see you as well. Well, why don't we jump into your interview? Tell the listeners a little bit about you and and what's important to you. Sounds good. So, um, of course, my name is Devia Sharma. I um, am an immigrant. I came here with my family when I was about nine and a half years old. So the cool thing about, I think, right now is, is the fact that I've spent exactly half my life being in Canada and then exactly half my life being in India. And I think that's such a special sort of part of my life because I got to experience what the Indian culture was like and I get to carry that with me. And I appreciate that because a not a lot of people have that opportunity and the space to do that but b it's i get to use some of these values in my day-to-day life to help other people um and uplift other individuals so i'm also a sister i am a mentor a coach a student i'm also uh, a student leader at the university of manitoba and those are all sort of little parts of me and most importantly i think i'm a friend and i i'm there for people when they need me and i think just that particular role is super super important in any capacity that's beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing. And so you're a big sister, right? You have one sister that's younger? I have a brother that's younger. Oh, one brother. Yeah. Okay. Wow. I feel like you would be such a good sister. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think my brother believes that, but I I like to think I'm a pretty I'm, good sister. You know, and that's boys. But also, I'm sure that he is going to be challenged by you, but in a very healthy way. Like, I can't imagine that being a a negative thing, just knowing the type of person that you are. I feel like you're someone who comes with your full heart. You know how they say people have their heart on their sleeve? Like, I think Divya is just all hearts. (laughs) Like, (laughs) yeah. So happy to have you on the podcast and really interesting to hear how you're acknowledging I've been in India for nine years and I've been in, and has it been in Canada and in Manitoba for nine years? Yeah, I've lived my entire life in Winnipeg or my entire Canadian life right. in Winnipeg. Yeah. What a special time to recognize that like where you are in that equal amount of life that you've had so far that's really outstanding have you shared that with your parents I have yeah and like I've shared that with like 
I've recently started recognizing it like a little bit more where I've shared it with like my family, my colleagues. And I think as we sort of go down this journey, when, you know, we go to some events with even with my family, I like, like recognizing that, yes, like, of course, I'm born and brought up here in Winnipeg. But at the end of the day, like my roots are in India, and I like carrying those values with me. Um, So one of the values that I appreciate, and I think this has shaped me so much is the idea of seva, which means um, giving back without expecting anything in return. And then when I came to Canada, one of the first things sort of, you know, I was involved with what's a terry fox fundraiser and you know terry fox is such a champion for our own community and the king community so i really got to witness that and then i as i moved through different grades and things like that i really got to understand how important volunteering is and we're the second largest like province to have volunteers which or the second largest amount of volunteers in manitoba which i think is really really cool yeah, that's pretty cool. I wasn't even really familiar with that stat, but I've been volunteering since high school as well, maybe even earlier. But that was definitely something that I really contributed to a lot of my skills that I've learned, a lot of the successes that I've had, how I've built my network. Yeah, totally. So you are someone who's very outgoing, very outspoken. Are your parents like that? Um, Actually, so this is like, kind of funny because my parents are very like introverted especially my mom like she doesn't like talk to too much she just kind of like staying in her own bubble and like for me I am a total extrovert like my energy gets fueled up by like talking to people engaging in that kind of sense and then my dad I would say he's outspoken my mom like she'll share where she needs to and I think both of those traits I value a lot as I get older I think I'm starting to value my mom's perspective a little bit more where it's you know you should of course you should step in but what do you have to say that's meaningful in this moment whereas my dad like I think I get a lot of those outspoken public speaking kind of skills from him and just making decisions and that part of thing from him so I'm starting to embrace both of those aspects a little more nice nice so I didn't realize that you were 18 years old because I met you I think it would have been three years ago so you would have been 15 I would have imagined that at the time and maybe you did tell me that you were in high school but I think because of your personality and because you really bring a lot of your presence is here. Like you're not someone who, you know, hides behind people or anything <laughs> like that. And not that age matters, but it's very inspiring, comes to mind, motivating, exciting, impressive, right? Like there's, there, <laughs> this, this is all of what you are and what you bring. <laughs> actually, like very funny story. I remember, so the time that I met you was actually my first ever like Winnipeg Chamber of Commerce like event where I was actually like, attending okay. instead of like the youth section of it this was more so like actually attending as an individual and Selena who like I came with uh she was like do you know who that is and I'm like I have no idea and she told me all about you and I'm like oh my goodness how are you gonna go talk there and I think you know, just even talking to you, you were a like so inviting. And then B, I think that particular conversation gave us like 
the ability to start networking like it didn't feel very like foreign at that point it was like you know what if she's nice there's other individuals who are here that are gonna like talk to us because at this point like we're Selena and I are like 15 we're in this environment it's like business executives um we don't even have there's like people who are like asking us like do you have business cards we have no business cards at this point (laughs) and we're like yeah we're from Fort Richmond Collegiate and we're trying to like tell these people who we are and and they're like oh wow like it's really cool to have you but at the end of the day I think you were the one who like really pushed us in a sense I know you didn't realize it at the time but like you were the one who like really pushed us to be like you know what talk to other people and like there's people who are willing to find I, I will never forget that day meeting both of you because yeah. I remember I was at the chamber table because they always have their funny little things out and you guys came up to me and that alone I was just like "Ooh, these girls are here for a reason like they're here on purpose and and I think in my mind like in those moments yeah. I always just feel like they just did a really courageous thing. How can I support that? Like, even if even if they never remember is always like what I'm thinking. Even if just in this moment, if I can do one thing to help support them, I feel like I'm going to cry because <laughs> I remember well, that. <laughs> well, like, it did really help us. Like, I... Every single time now we see you, like, we think about, like, how can we be more like you? Oh, you're so amazing. Thank you for saying that. Such a sweet compliment. Oh, I love it. Jessica, I think you're so inspiring. Like, and and I think at the end of the day, like we share your example to other people. When we remember it was this person, there's all these individuals. We have these names sorted out. Like, who do we go talk to and who's our, our mentor? Oh, amazing. That's amazing. I love it. And I know that you are creating that very same thing for others that you meet. Older and younger. Absolutely. So let's talk a little bit about some of your personal goals. Like you have, you're already engaged in business activities. You're doing really wild things. And like, I like to say the leading edge, like you're really changing or shaking shit up is another way that I like to say it. But what are some of your like personal goals when it comes to just who you want to be, the type of leader that you want to be? Tell me about that. Yeah, absolutely. So when I think about the type of leader I want to be, I think about someone who when we think about leader, I think there's a very like stereotypical sort of thing that comes to your mind, like who who do you envision as a leader? And I was actually talking to Lauren about this. And he said that when we're acknowledging like, she's a female leader or she's a woman leader why do we need to put the woman in front of it like a leader is a leader at the end of the day no matter what the other sort of intersectionalities come with that so when I think about the type of leader I want to be I want to be someone who's more connected more approachable I was actually reading this so lately I've been reading a lot of books on self-discipline and leadership and all these different things because I'm and I think with that, I think a leader should always continue improving, continue learning from everyone. But just with that, like, I think a leader needs to have a vision. Where do you see yourself in a couple of years? Like you asked, even if you're a business executive, if you're leading other individuals, they need to sort of be able to see your vision. And it's not like about micromanaging. It's more so like, this is the vision. 
do it your way, but how do we get to this place? And I think that's there there needs to be that collective vision when you're in a group. So something more along the lines of teamwork, growth. And when I think when you're growing and when the team around you is growing, that's really special because when a community wins and you win, we all win, right? And I think that's I think that's the type of leadership that I want to inherit as I grow up. Yeah, and I can already see you you already have that in you. It's like saying wherever I go, wherever I contribute, we're elevating. And I want to be a part of that elevation. Amazing. I love that. Of course. How far would you say that you, when you think about your life, your career, your leadership, how far ahead do you think? Mm -hmm. So I actually, there's two sort of parts to this question. Number one, I have like a vision board every single year. And I know that you have like your own way of doing this, but I have a vision board where I put up like all the different things I want to achieve for that particular year. This year, and I did it with a friend. So my one of my friends like introduced this to me. So I did it with a friend this year. And it's just so remarkable because we were done about like 90% of the vision board by like March. And I think that's like the really cool part about having something because you visualize it, you see it every day. So you're putting down steps, like how do you get there? And like, I'm still working on my vision board, but I'm I, I'm like very happy to say I'm like done and XYZ percent. So for per year, I do have a vision board. And when I think long term, I think five to 10 years when I say five I mean like when my big like my bigger milestone so when am I going to graduate what am I going to do after I graduate sometimes I like thinking about like what would I wish for on my deathbed like what would I want to be remembered for and what are some contributions I want to make sure that I complete before that time comes right so I think about those sort of three benchmarks Ooh, that's amazing. I love that you love vision boards and that it's really effective for you. That sounds so exciting. So incredible. I read this book by Lisa Nichols. So she's one of the stars in the original secret movie. Mm -hmm. And she talks about a coach that she had that made her visualize your funeral. So interesting that you said, like, if you're on your deathbed, like, what's going to matter? And I, I've definitely had those thoughts as well as, you know, sometimes you have to stop and think about, am I prioritizing the right things? Am I prioritizing yeah. where I want to be? Mm-hmm. But her exercise, and I can't remember if I actually ever did it. If I did, it was a couple of years ago. But yeah. it was, if you're at your funeral, yeah. what are people going to say about you? Yes. Yeah. And exactly. And is that what you want? So really interesting. So where did you learn some of your skills when it comes to visualizing or saying like, this is what I'm going to use to help me focus? I think like, once again, just having that friend this year, like she was the one who got me into this whole like vision board idea Um, before that. So one of the things that I like, a lot of people ask me like, how do you like time manage and yada, yada, yada. And I think even when I was getting sworn into like my position, I swore on my agenda. So ever since like <laughs> grade seven, I've had agendas. They are filled to the rim. Like they are in horrible condition because I use them so much. There's some power in writing down what you want. There's some power in writing down a to-do list because you get to like see it. There's an intention to do it there. And I think that's a really, really big part of it. So I think 
subconsciously like even without knowing it i've been doing it since grade seven but recently i've started sort of reflecting on this and i actually got this agenda or like planner and it's by like a local company it's called helm and oak hemlock and oak and the first little quote here it says the mighty oak was once an acorn that stood its ground and it's just it's this really perfect planner and it like goes on with all these different things where you get to like self-reflect at the beginning of every month you get to like put in what you want for the year you identify like your values so I've like done this exercise because I was so excited to use it and then there's like a whole goal setting section wow Um, there's like of course the holidays and and there's a daily framework and the best part about all of this is is that it maps out your day from 6 a.m all the way till 11 p.m and i think this like helps me quite a bit because now i think for me time is a really big factor like how much time do i actually have and i think about what do i want to do in each hour what do i want to do for each half an hour when am i going to take breaks how do i want to recharge and in our living room right now i actually put up this calendar where i like what I'm going to do each day, not only with my family, but so that my family knows that, you know what, I'm going to intentionally put some time into my family and put down like if I have an event that day, I'll be late, I'll like put it in the calendar. And I think that's like an extra sort of accountability piece that I have with them where it's like, you know what, I really value my time with you and I'm going to put in time amazing good for you yeah I can tell that you're excited about that planner you're going through it like wow look at all of these things I love the idea of all of the hours throughout the day and Mm -hmm. I use my iPhone calendar like the iCloud which is on my computer everything is on there and I say everything but all my meetings and stuff like that yeah but I feel like for me, that might be too big of a challenge but it's inspiring it's like wow it makes me want to you know, use all of my really nice untouched uh, <laughs> journals that I've bought when it comes to planners. Yeah, <laughs> I like it's definitely helped me so much like being and even like you said, at work, we use like a Microsoft calendar as well. So it like really slots in time. And I think that helps quite a bit because there's that intention. I think everything's about energy and intention where do you choose to sort of put that energy of yours each and every single day and I really like your analogy earlier how do you make sure that you're aligning yourself with what your values are and are you doing busy work or is it like leading you towards your vision like how do you separate those two things Mm -hmm. so interesting because I feel like that's I'm so thankful that I learned that when I was younger and it's taken me a long time as an adult. I mean, for years I've been fine now, but I mean, still like you really have to make so many little shifts over time to really Mm -hmm. align. And Mm -hmm. I feel like that's really huge for people to know. And do you find that because you're interacting with groups all the time, all over the place. So do you find that your concepts of solution-based or goal-focused, are those conversations common among the groups that you're interacting with? Or do you find that you are the one that's often, well, what if we just did it this way? Or what if, you know, it worked out that way? Definitely. So one thing that I've been like navigating is, especially in this role where you're having those conversations, is like, what is your way? What's my way? And it's, I think it's like coming together 
for a collective decision to be made. I really like having the ability to network A, but also hearing what other people have to say, because you might not have all the knowledge in the world about a subject and you find out and then you're able to navigate and shift before you even hit those like roadblocks. So so like my role is VP of community engagement. So what we do is we plan events and campaigns. That's one of the things. And every single time before we even start the project, we discuss what our goal is. And then we discuss the metrics. And, and then we all pitch into how do we want to get to that goal. And I think in a sense, that's like a vision. And to like, just to that note, I feel like once you start doing the things that you love and what you align with and what your vision is, those are the types of spaces you'll end up going into. Those are the types of people you'll end up meeting. Like, I think it, it's all that game of energy at the end of the day. And that's how I met you. So I don't think it's, you know, this whole like theory. I, I've seen it in my own life. I definitely think there's a lot of weight and value to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so exciting. How important is it to you for when you are in a group of, and I'm going to say peers, to help Mm -hmm. others find confidence in using their voice? Like, what does that mean to you? And what do you do in in those times? Definitely. So I think this is one of the coolest parts about being a leader is that you can give voice to people who often don't have that a opportunity but b even if they're like sitting at the table are are they voicing their opinions so i think a lot of personal experience comes to mind when i think about this topic because you know sometimes although age i don't think should matter sometimes i've been at boards and sometimes i've been at these like meetings and these bigger shorter groups where I am the youngest one where I'm the only female where I'm the only person of color in that room where I'm different for everyone and a sometimes you feel uncomfortable being that voice who's like maybe we should do it that way but be like people kind of question you like do you even have the experience to know what you've been talking about so what sometimes when I enter these rooms or all the time like this, I make this a priority every time I enter a room, there's a meeting, there's something going on. I make sure that I look at it and I analyze like, who is it that's not speaking up? Why might that be? And how do you give voice to that? And I think because I have that personal experience, I'm able to see that. And I think that's the value of having the ability to once again be in a leadership position. I love that. It's such a gift. And I think like it it's such a gift for you to have that insight to be like, mm-hmm. I'm walking in a room and I'm thinking of these things, which not everybody does, right? That's a gift. The other gift that you have is the skill to actually, well, this the skill and the confidence to actually do something about it, yeah. right? Which is, I think those two things. So you're open to the insight of whatever it is that you believe your, you know, bigger vision comes from. You have that, you you have the skills, you've developed them on your own, you've strengthened them, you've practiced them. But together, to me, that's you being very authentic. Would you describe yourself as authentic? Definitely. And I think part of it is because I've seen other leaders do that. And I think that's also a part of leadership where you're authentically yourself. You're not faking it to be like this person. It's more Mm -hmm. so this is who I am. This is what I bring to the table. And how can I use that to uplift others? Right. Ooh, so exciting. What have been some of the times where you've had 
fear or has there been times where you're like, I'm really nervous to speak up right now, or I'm really, you know, nervous or afraid or whatever. What has an experience been like for you where that's happened? So I definitely look back to like some of the board meetings that I've had where, you know, if I did say something, it would be like, okay, so I personally really don't like the word no. In fact, that was one of my New Year's resolutions like a year back. And I was like, I'm not saying the word no. I like improv for this reason because they say yes and because you always have the opportunity to say yes. Like, I don't like saying no. And I think I've been in rooms where people have said no and they don't necessarily give an explanation of why. And oftentimes it can feel like there is a reason why they're saying no. It might be because of my identity. It might be because they think I lack experience X, Y, Z. So there's been some barriers there, but I think now I like to ask like, why is that a no? And how can we change that? And can I bring some insight? Can I bring some data and numbers to show you why this may work? Or do you have insight or previous experience where this hasn't worked? So those have been some definitely like areas that have been a challenge to navigate. I'm definitely working on it. I'm trying to read books about that, like the art of like negotiation. How do you work with that? And how do you make sure that you articulate yourself uh, clearly? I, like one, one of my favorite books recently has been how to win friends and influence people. And, and that's been really helpful as well. Amazing. I love that. So always into self-development and and really improving mm-hmm. your skills, right? Because it sounds like what you're reading is very developmental in so many ways. So what are some of the ways that you practice your self-care or self-love when it comes to like giving yourself pep talks or like if there's a time that you feel held back in a situation, how do you talk yourself into or support yourself into just saying, you know, this is what we do, Divya, we're, we're doing this. How do you do that? (laughs) Yeah. So I think there's once again, two parts to this. So I think you've actually touched on this before where you take like a power stance and you like, I think there's a lot of value in like being able to hold yourself a certain way and having that inner confidence to say like, you know, I've done this before. I haven't, I have practiced with this. I know what I'm talking about. Like there's a reason why certain people want me to be here. There's a reason why I was asked to do this. And even if, you know, you weren't asked to do this or like you're on a board or maybe you were invited to a meeting or maybe you're just talking like in a group sometimes it's not even like was i invited to be there it's knowing that you have a purpose in life and there may be a higher calling a higher energy um that wants you to say something and have that ability to articulate yourself so i like doing the power stance and i also like talking internally talking to myself where I'm like you've done this and oftentimes I have Selena with me so we just like hold her hand and we're like we got this we got this and then we just go for it oh I love that and to be able to have a friend on the journey is incredible right Mm -hmm. and not everybody has that because when I started doing chamber stuff when I started going to meetings and I felt like I do not belong here I went in by myself and I had to and I'm sure you've also had those opportunities where you're by yourself and you're like what am I going to do go home like no I'm not going to turn around I'm here now and I really like what you said about recognizing that you've been invited to be here so 
you know, I work with speakers in all levels. The majority of them are entrepreneurs. And I work with leaders who are, they're heads of organizations or departments, Mm -hmm. and they still question, you know, someone asked me to come and speak and they're still questioning, am I good enough? Do I know enough? Am I smart enough? Right. All of these things. And I'm reminding them of what you're reminding yourself. You have already been asked to be there. You're, mm-hmm. You've already been asked to be there. But also, in addition to that, when you start to recognize you're here for a purpose, like that becomes the driver. It's like, I might not always know. <laughs> I might not always know what I'm going to say exactly. I might not yeah. always know why I'm here today, but I'm going to be present and I'm going to recognize that I'm here for a purpose. And, you know, there's something bigger than me that's leading me here. Absolutely. And I really like what you said about being present in the moment, really feeling it out because there's been times where I'm like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? Like I'm freaking out too, but I like go on stage and it's like a natural sort of thing where you like just start talking and there's people like nodding heads. And I think that ability to have everyone's attention and really there's people who like care about what we were saying so sometimes I'll go up and I'm like oh my gosh what am I gonna say and after the talk like I'm sure you get this too where you get like messages from people where they're like this was so inspiring how can I do xyz and I think those are just so special because when I get them I'm like I'm gonna take a screenshot and keep this with me like it's it's incredible yeah Love it. So you are definitely a person for change. You are like, you're a change maker. You are someone who, and I heard you say this in one of the other podcasts that I listened to is that you believe that problems are made to be solved. Yeah. Right. So if you had all of your peers listening, if you had everyone, you know, in maybe some of your classes, maybe some of the groups that you hang around with, that you just had the best advice that you could give them? If you had them listening for like 30 seconds or a minute, what would you want to say to them? So I have 30 seconds to do this. A, I would definitely say, go for it. Say, yes, I can. I think that's a really special thing where you're able to say yes and then move forward with it. The word yes, I think has a lot of power. And my second thing would be, uh, this is actually my my go-to quote. I've had this since as long as I can remember. And it says rise and grind. So every single day when you choose to wake up, set your intentions right, rise up and just work hard. Put your head down and, and work hard. I love it. Thank you so much for sharing today. You have such a beautiful energy. And it's just it's so fun to just be able to connect with you in a conversation like this. And thanks for sharing your message on my podcast. Of course, thank you so much for having me, Jessica. And please continue inspiring me and all the other young girls and individuals and business executives even so thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for being here and listening to the podcast. Miigwech, Ecosse, merci. I want to take every opportunity that I can to tell you that you are worthy. And if something in this message resonated with you, please leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts. And send a link to your sister, your best friends, and your cousins, because if there was something in this message that resonated, then they might want to hear about it too. If maybe taking a screenshot is your thing, share it on your Instagram story. And don't forget to take me at jessicadumas.ca.